Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast! I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan, and Fred, how are you doing today after today's episode? I am I am doing great. Wow. It was a whirlwind of an episode. It was action packed. We had two legendary guests uh, yes. on our show. Um Will Weldon and uh Dylan Gott. Uh <laughs> you know, Dylan was uh, you know, <laughs> removed from the podcast very early into the recording. I'll uh I'll save the reveal. You can listen and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but just know, um, you know, even podcasters have to think about their their you know personal safety and, and make sure they're in the right space when they start recording. Because yes. if you are in a, in the wrong space or, or you know a place where you're not supposed to be recording, things can happen. Yeah, I, I mean, this episode did remind me of the first time I went on the ride Dragonfire at uh, Wonderland. You know, a lot of excitement, heard a little bit, uh, but you know, you just want to keep going back for more. And uh, no lines. So, uh, yeah, that's what you're in for <laughs> with this yeah, episode. Uh, I, I said it on the pod before, uh, but I, I definitely invited chaos this week and we got some. So yeah. I hope you enjoy. It's a whirlwind. Uh, but, you know, before we kind of dive into all of that. Uh, yes. The podcast has really been growing recently. And, um, you know, with Sonar and uh, with our gear and you know helping us out more and finding us and all that stuff like yes what's the central place for the uh information matt can you spell it out for these people you know like the good old days you could always go to dunkspodcast.com that's our website and you can listen to the episodes there you can click on the past seasons that we've had as well as all of our links for everything else that includes our social media our youtube our twitter our instagram and on our instagrams you know we do have those link trees set up they will take you to everywhere you need to go. If that is for you want to buy a hat, you want to go to our Patreon, we've got a link for that, and as well as our network that we're a part of, the Sonar Network. If you want to check that out, go to the sonarnetwork.com, click our links, uh, click that and more button on the top page there. There's a lot more podcasts being added every day, and like we represent the basement. We are down there without the natural light, and that is how we exist. We take vitamin D. Uh, <laughs> Matt's getting a bit wild and, himself, folks. By vitamin D, I mean vitamin dunks. We take lots of dunks. But uh, yeah, yeah. So you know the links. You know where to go. And, you know, we are... The Raptors are officially out of the playoffs for the first time mm-hmm. in the history of this podcast. And so we will continue on with season eight through the playoffs, uh, you know, talking as much Raptors as we usually do, as well as following the playoffs. Freddie and I are going to do a little friendly playoff uh, pool between the two of us, which we'll talk about more next episode. 
And I'm excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's been a wild season. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the contributors in the Give Me Some Raptors news group. And uh, Freddie, I'm feeling good. Matt, that was that was so well put, so profesh. Uh, and, um, you know, I think before we dive into this episode uh, and, and, and before I kind of uh, cue the sting and all that, all that good stuff, um, I actually want to just ask you, uh, yeah. you know, because, you know, we started, me and Kevin started this podcast when, when the Raptors signed for Kyle Lowry. So there's a perfect time capsule for me. Uh, as far as, you know, diving in and being like a hardcore, hardcore, you know, Raptors person who talks about Raptors all the time and, and mm-hmm. does pods about it. But, you know, you joined in, uh, you know, a couple of years in and you've been at it now and the rat, you've had a lot of good times. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what it feels like for you now. Does it feel, does it feel like a blip in the good times or, or just a different part of fandom you're curious about? Like, what's your, what's your state? You know, like I, I guess I'm a I'm a glass half full kind of guy as far as the Raptors run that they've had these last seven years. And it's been really interesting to see the build and how, you know, they just they keep achieving different things uh through the years that that they've made the playoffs of going to the conference finals for the first time and then, you know, obviously winning a championship. And it's just like uh, you know, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and you know playing in Tampa and everything i am not disappointed at all in this team and i'm like i'm excited for them to have a proper off season you know and they're going to have the longest off season they've had in a really long time and then they can like you know our the organization can really take a breath and figure out what the next move is right I think it's going to be really good for the franchise. And I'm really, you know, there's a lot of time between now and October. Really hope that we're able to go and see them play in Toronto again, you know, with or without fans. I hope that it, hope that works out. So yeah, it's been, uh, I, when I started this podcast, when I started producing it, I, I wasn't a big basketball fan at all. And now it's like, man, I got motherfucking league pass. I watch the Raptors games. If I miss it, I watch it the day after and, you know, I'm deep into Raptors fandom and I understand the game more. And uh, I just love hearing, you know, all our guests and you talk so in depth about it. God damn it, Matt. You know, we're we're blessed and lucky to have your your curious energy with us as we, you know, go forward into a new era yeah. of uh of of you know of Raptors history because uh we're hardcore. We'll, we'll be here through uh, every part of it. So, um, oh yeah, I I too look forward to the time where we get to, uh, you know, get our get to have our Raptors back in Toronto, and um, you know, hopefully get to go to a game together. We'll take a picture for God the damn. pod, and it'll yeah. be really nice. But uh, yeah, this is a really uh, chaotic time. So I hope you do enjoy. But I, before we go into this podcast, I will say, uh, Black Lives Matter. Stop Asian hate. Email your city councilors and defund the police. Yeah. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, let's bring on uh, guest number one. Uh, it's been quite some time since uh, I've had him on. I do believe I had him. 
at some point in this pandemic, uh, he's driven through the desert uh, for this podcast. He called Raptors in six against Golden State for the finals on this podcast. He's a legit OG. He's hilarious. He's a great actor, stand-up, writer, just an amazing person. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Will Weldon. Yeah, it's uh, look. You don't know if you should just hang around for the whole thing because it just keeps building and building. And <laughs> yeah, don't interrupt it. When did I drive through the desert for this podcast? Um, I don't remember exactly, but also, uh, why would I drive through the desert for this? <laughs> I don't understand. I believe we I think... recorded this podcast over the phone. Yes, and thus the desert has phone coverage now. Ready? It's the year. Well, it would have been probably the year twenty sixteen was the last time I was in the desert, but. Well, that's just me, you know, just me trying to build up the lore of the podcast. You were driving um, yeah, and I think, I think it was of, in a desert. I think you were thinking of the. T- no, it was a I probably said it was a a a service like a, a, a cell service desert. And I probably was just walking dogs up in the Franklin Hills is what it was. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a time where like, I feel like there you might have been in Death Valley. Yeah, you were is, driving is around once. So remember you were yelling at people and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, that's any time I'm in the car. I still <laughs> yeah. think you guys are just mistaking this for a time I was, like, driving to and from work. As opposed to, I don't what, hightailing it through Death Valley with, like, the police on my trail? <laughs> yeah, that's how I saw it. Like, I'm, and, like, you know, like, by the law and you got still it. calling in. As opposed to, like, I'll go insane at work and kill one of these dogs if I don't have something to do. <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty scary either way. And, uh... You're you're pretty badass either way. Let's okay. Let's let's bring our guest number two. Yeah, I can tell you're just trying to keep this moving. So <laughs> keep the train moving. Like you know, people yeah. love the desert. Like banter, yeah, you sound real. Yeah, real impressed. Hey, um, okay. Let's uh, let's let's do it with with for real. Moving on. Um, he's also an amazing stand up, uh, hilarious dude. Also an OG of the podcast. Uh, was the first person I saw when I went to Humber College, which honestly isn't really a compliment at all. It's just uh, <laughs> something I thought of when uh, I thought of him. So give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Dylan Cox. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's what I fucking bring. Why the fuck am I guest number two? We do the intro. Will number two. He did this podcast while he was on the side of the road one time. I remember that. Yeah. No, not the, I did not pull over. I continued to drive. <laughs> Listen, you're you're both metal, and and Dylan, you're you're more metal, I guess, than Dylan. Somehow, yeah, fuck you, Will, and fuck you, Freddie. I need some respect. Oh, you're not gonna get any. <laughs> Please, this is, a, this is a disrespectful podcast only. Mr. Do I have to go Hinchcliffe on this? Am I Tony Hinchcliffe? Is that a thing? Hitch? Yeah, Hinchcliffe. I kept saying Hitch, and someone was like, Hinch? And I was like, yeah, that's my problem, getting a racist guy's name wrong. <laughs> Get the name right. Uh, it's, it's funny. The best thing about Tony Hinchcliffe is, like, like, four people actually like him. But, like, because it's now become a cancel culture thing, there are all these right-wing New York comedians that are, like, uh, that have to be like, look, I may think he's extremely unfunny, but let's not act <laughs> like what he did was that bad. Like, even 
nobody likes him. So even the people who have to do culture war bullshit are still like, look, yeah, he sucks. And I would rather leave the room and cross a busy street than watch him. But like, let's not act like it was so bad to just be extremely racist on stage. That's what the funniest thing was. I try and tie this in, but that was the funny thing about watching the Raptors this year was people on my timeline going like, Yuda's really got something. And I want to be like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, We're bad again. Fun. It's fine, guys. <laughs> I'm thought. happy to say I didn't know this Tony Hinchcliffe uh, at all. And I, when you guys brought him up, I thought you were talking about a ref. Like an no. NBA ref? I was like, sounds, sounds is, like a ref that name. That does sound me. like a ref name. That's I was like, fucking Hinchcliffe's on the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, I just Googled him and he said, just, uh, I guess, a random racist comedian. Or Was it just a picture of this? Yeah, it was, right it was, it, he was surfing like a sick wave or whatever. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Like it, the problem with, here's the only problem with cancel culture comedians. <laughs> oh, um, they're all just fucking losers and they're just like thin losers. I don't know. If you're but, like that, Chris, there's this guy, Chris De, uh, De Stefano, and he's, he's jacked. And I appreciate that. If you're going to be like a free speech, I can say what I want thing. You should also at least bench press 250. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Lots of starting ever- there. Would I ever criticize Joe Rogan to his face? No, of course not. Not He puts you in an arm bar. Oh, I did a show with him one time. He is so small. It's like, I do think I could beat him up. (laughs) He was like my mom, like as wide as my mom and as tall as my mom. Well, Dylan, you're tough. Okay. You know what? Let's, let's, let's dive into this, guys. (laughs) This is psoriasis. Matty, if you're there, give me your most delicious Raptors sting. We still got the good audio, guys. Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Will, let's uh, let's go to you first. Um, yeah, the Raptors are officially eliminated. It's uh, it's been pretty clear they're going to be eliminated for some time. Uh, besides, you know, just getting the hell out of Tampa. What are you looking forward to the most for the team? Dude, um, it's so much more than just like get out of Tampa. It is like this season to me, it's like it's not I look, I'll be honest. I have not watched much basketball this year because like I think it's a bit of an abomination and just like unbelievably irresponsible what they've done. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the main thing I'm looking forward to is like there's just like too many. It's like so we spent the whole year wondering about Lowry. And then when he didn't get traded, we were like, well, what happens in the offseason then? And then there's also Maasai where it's like, well, what, like if he leaves and becomes the head of like basketball Africa, like, what am I going to be? I can't be mad at the guy. Like I'd have to just be like, well, thanks for the championship. But like, there's just like, it's like, we know like Fred and OG and Siakam and everything else is so up in the air that I'm like, I just want, I want the off season over. I want it all over. So I want to know where we stand for next season. So you're looking forward to like more, is it fair to say like just more clarity in general and like yeah. less of a hot, hot mess? I'm looking for all of, it's not even like a hot, hot mess. It's just like, it's more like a dead body. Like you don't see like a corpse by the side of the road and go like, Ooh, dramatic. You're like, Jesus, like <laughs> we just need to solve this murder and get on with our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think like I'm, I'm with you on like needing some, closure or just like other things to happen than what was this season like with messiah you know i guess with the draft uh dylan what about you what are you like looking forward to or or dreading or whatever dylan did you hear me 
Um, <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> that is okay. This is great. Uh, you know what? Dylan's on the lamb. <laughs> okay, folks, just uh, to update everyone. Dylan works for. Um, he probably shouldn't say his employer he just look he's at work you know what yeah Um, those could have been any acronyms don't worry about it Uh, Dylan's or whatever yeah exactly it could could be anything Uh, Dylan's at work and he's he's doing a solid for this podcast I didn't know that he was putting himself <laughs> do the podcast when when he asked me what time he was like yeah that works out fine so <laughs> dude some people are just too accommodating like i think so like like it is okay to be like hey i work during the day <laughs> I, I guess seeing someone physically run away is a first for this pod um so i'm i'm, I'm a big giddy but I guess I'll move on, and Dylan will rejoin when, when he can. Like another closet, I guess. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, wow. Uh, well, will, yeah, I, th- I, I think you covered a bunch of like what I was feeling as far as like, you know, I'm just wanting to move on from like all of this from like like from like narratively from like yeah wondering about who the the pieces are for the raptors like i guess i was gonna say you know depending on dylan's answer that i'm looking forward to seeing like where we price out like gary trent's contract and kind of like how that folds into the future of the team but you know yeah i think you said it better because there's just so many different loose ends that we have to start the inertia of like, yeah, cleaning up the body or letting someone know it's there. Um, can, yeah, I, let- can I can I do what I think Dylan's answer was? was sure. Freddie, for me, it's all about Yuta, man. That's all <laughs> I care about. I'm excited to see how that pans out. I think he's the future of this team. <laughs> Thank you very much. He was going on a lot about how, you know, Yuta's amazing and he doesn't get enough like Yuta specific questions in the pressers. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they, they work that issue out, but, uh, here's a fun one. Um, Will, I know you've been a fan of the Raptors for, you know, so many, like, like me, like a lot of bad seasons, a lot of just, I've been a fan long enough that I've had them blocked on like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter a bunch of times. Cause I just can't (laughs) stand to see them at all. Exactly. So you've been through it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Mike Jameses, the Ben Uzos, Inevitably, there will be like, you know, something that's referred to about this season that is kind of like, you know, like like, uh, that a a certain player or maybe a play like embodies like, oh, yeah, this guy was, you know, a big part of the team or whatever, or like or he had a good year and he's a bad player. Um, Yeah. So who who, like who's that for this year? Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, it, it, weirdly, it's going to this season's going to be all about everybody except like Lowry, uh, Siakam, uh, uh, Fred, and OG. Because like I think all the stories are going to be like someone will bring up a game and you go, which one was that? And they'll go, oh, uh, F- Malachi Flynn 
scored 25 and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. Like there are just so, so many games where someone else had to score 20 points, like just by yeah. default of the way the game worked. And so I think it's it's going to be like this is this is going to be the the season of the starting lineups, like dozens of starting lineups, seemingly. Yeah, I think we had like uh, I was watching the game yesterday because, you know, I like just torturing myself. But um, yeah, it was the 35th starting lineup. So it's been such a like hodgepodge of like different types of styles. And, you know, because of health, like everyone who's on the team, I think, basically has started at this point. I I think if you're on the team and you haven't started, you should call (laughs) your agent and be, you know, pretty angry about it but yeah for me this year I think I guess I'm assuming we let Stanley Johnson go and I think that out of all the people he was kind of this guy who's like oh man you you know this does seem to be like maybe your last chance to prove yourself or like or like you know you know he was a high draft pick like still young guy you know kind of seems like he could be a good player and, you know, I had a lot of different types of opportunity. You know, he had opportunities to be like the solid eighth guy or the solid seventh guy. Or he also had opportunities to be, you know, like run some offense. And I think I don't want to say he's like just failed in so many different ways, because I think that the year has been terrible for a lot of people. So, you know, like no one on the Raptors has been put in a great position to win necessarily. But I do think that Stanley Johnson you know, we got him and it was kind of like, oh, this this will be a guy that's a real challenge for the Raptors development system. And I think later on, it will be kind of like, yeah, the development system didn't do it for him. Like, yeah, I, I, I it think just didn't might, work. We might also look back on this season as the one where we were, we all thought uh, uh, Birch was really good. Like people are like a good answer people are hyped for birch it's like why don't we why don't we slow down and try to take absolutely zero lessons from the season in which we played essentially every single game on the road okay that's a great answer because i am hyped by birch and i was thinking that one of you guys you know you're dylan we're gonna say like that about Boucher or, or, but I think Birch is actually an even better answer because Dylan's all Yuda, baby. I talked to him before the show. He's right, like, yeah, he, that's what I'm going to, he was like, this is, I'm going to remember this is the last season in Yuda's career where he averaged under 25 points a game. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll be, yeah. He'll uh, honestly, I was just going to add a joke to that, but I think he got it. Should uh, we call somebody else? You can just <laughs> give somebody else the link and have them jump on. We could, but yeah. I mean, you just go through your Rolodex. I mean, the 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 look on Dylan's face. There'll be some people. I know. I'm scared. The look on his face was one of enough terror that I feel like <laughs> odds are pretty good he won't be back. Yeah, like, I know. He wasn't just like, oh, oh, fuck. Hold on a second, guys. It was like, like, like a ghost had just like crawled out of a television in front of him, and he was really? like, or if you want a more a slightly more current reference he like looked up and saw like the it follows ghost yeah i gotta go (laughs) he really really played it down earlier i think i think that's what that's what's got me so giggly i feel like like, the boss the boss was there at work (laughs) yeah Yeah. not like his boss but like the boss (laughs) (laughs) his boss opens a door and and i should be afraid yeah it's like well yeah i think 
you know, you maybe you should have been afraid, man. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Matt, you know, I should, I should ask you, dude. Um, what, what, what's, uh, you know, you, you've been kind of like high on, on Baines or at least like classic <laughs> Adam a bunch don't, this year. Don't, like, don't bury Matt like that. Don't do that to Matt. That's so rude. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say I was exactly high on Baines. I'm, I'm high on making fun of Baines. I just can't yeah, oh, okay. fucking help myself. It's so dirty. <laughs> Matt, you're high on Baines. No, but I mean, like, you, you've Matt, enjoyed... Baines is your number one guy since Joey Graham. <laughs> since the drafting of Joey Graham. Explain, please. <laughs> hey, you know, Matt's played the Australian National Anthem yeah. on this podcast, I want to say, ten times <laughs> yeah. at, at this point. So, you know, he deserves a li- at least a little bit of this. But, um, mm. yeah, what, we, what are you going to remember for, from this year as, like, you know, representing, like, you know, false hope or kind of, like, dark times? Well, I think it, it really was, you know, um, just how – let me move me over there uh, – just how important <laughs> wow. our bigs were. And I would say our bigs were even more important than Kawhi in some ways. Like, losing Serge, losing Mark – and then, you know, being like, well, okay, we got Aaron Baines and we'll see what happens there. Maybe Boucher will step up. And it just, it was just like, I don't know, man. The team, like, after Kawhi yeah, the, left. The bottom fell out. The bottom fell out. But they, like, you know, we managed well after Kawhi left and we were still a competitive team. But, like, the more it whittled away, it was just like, you can't just bring in these journeymen to, like, Aaron Baines to, to fill it. And just to see how, you know, uh, also how this Twitter uh, fan account is reacting and it, like how through the season it got a little bit more pissed off at Raptors fans and it was starting to, you know, do the screen grabs of notes to get their fucking message through to us. And it just, um, it was a part of the chaos and it just felt like that. Uh, yeah. I, that's why with Kem Birch coming in, it was such a relief and maybe he is a, our next big star, but uh, it just shows how bad it was, right? With with the way our bigs were going, so just the the slightest little bit of improvement is all we were looking for at that position. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, it's been said like on this podcast, and like uh, you know, I think by every Raptors fan, but it was very painful. Like it's not like Alex Len was going to be good, but mm-hmm. just the the way the transactions happened, where it's like we dropped Len. You know, we get this like dunker Dante Hall from the G League. Don't even play him, and you know, it, and then at the deadline, we do this like moving around and just bring no big of any kind back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think you know the 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 lack of bigs and just kind of like how bruising that was uh, is going to be kind of like a painful memory. Um, and just to wrap up this whole Dylan saga, uh, if, if any listener is curious, he just messaged me. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll try not to get through this. I'll try to get through this without <laughs> laughing too much, but he told us that his fellow employee gave him a bunch of warning and that he really shouldn't be podcasting at work. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, he really downplayed it. And he said, I don't care. I'm just going to pod. And he was, he, you know, he, we started the podcast and then he ran away. Like, you know, Will said like a ghost <laughs> and he just messaged me he said that he said, wow, my friend really wasn't lying. LOL. <laughs> um, sorry, dude. So 
you know, here we Fair. are. Uh, this is great. Um, Will, you <laughs> Look, deserve it. Friend. My friend is a Celtics fan. I can see if Diego's free. I don't know. <laughs> no, like, this is perfect. This is perfect. Grabs. I don't want to demean uh, Matt here. We can bring <laughs> someone else on and switch it around. Have, no, do you want me to look? Do you want me to, to, to go off and try no. to get an emergency guest, Fred? Let me know. I, I don't want an emergency guest at all. <laughs> no, I think you should do lightning round guests. I think you should just, I think you should blast that link out to as many people as you can think of and just see who starts joining this. Oh thing. my just God. Just get Zoom bombed. No, no, it's uh, it's good because, you know, I got my questions and I got you too. And, uh, and Will, you deserve the intimacy and the time, okay? No, I don't. I interrupt. I'm disruptive. I don't. <laughs> no, you're great. But you know what? You do. Like, you're trying to go through disruptive. the questions and I'm like, hold on. I want to talk about the very structure of podcasting right now. I want to do the behind the scenes thing of being like, hey, you guys could t- call other people and add them hey, to the show if you want. I invited <laughs> chaos on the podcast, you know? This is this is where I'm at. Uh, Dylan, I didn't realize was was going to be w- way more chaotic than you. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, a, a safe. I hope. Um, but let's let's do this silly Raptors question because uh, safe. <laughs> like, I think he's safe. The one thing I'm not worried about is whether or not he's safe. I can't say for sure. Um, he he might be safe. He might not. I hope that he is. Um, <laughs> Okay, they just like last Raptors Tampa thing here, uh, and 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 Matt, you know, I I, I wanted yeah. you to answer this one too, anyways. But sure. um, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, let's let's go to you first, Will. Um, what's like just a a piece of revenge that a Raptor could get on Tampa Bay before they leave? So just just give me a hypothetical Raptor, uh, and what they would do. Um, they uh, they could. <laughs> let them all continue to live in Tampa. You know, I try. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's like a deeper burn on Tampa than I was expecting. Yeah. I try not to be one of those guys with like regional beefs, but like, just like watching them boo the rap, like watching them boo the players in the games and like, and just like, man, like, and like hating Tampa because they beat the flames in the, the cup finals, like 17 years ago. It's just Jer- like Jerome McGinley. Uh, yeah. Good one. Freddie. <laughs> What you, Jerome Ginla? Hey, not any, not any specific thing. Jerome Ginla, like you're like hey, a, did you're he like a guy, goal? You're like a guy who barely speaks English, <laughs> like Jerome Ginla. Like yes, hey, yes, he, the NHL. He was the Jerome of the Flames. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, uh, didn't he score a goal? Yeah, he scored a bunch of goals. He's in the Hall of Fame. No, but he's didn't he's he score? Best, he's the best he player to like the. the wasn't he the one that scored the goal that like what would have won the Stanley Cup? No, but was, it was uh, overturned. It wasn't overturned. They didn't see the puck cross the line because it just barely did. That was uh, Martin Jelena, who, okay. if it had if that goal had been seen and had been the the game winner and the series winner, he would have been the only player in NHL history to have scored the winning goal uh, in every single uh, playoff. Yeah, that was insane. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but instead uh, he didn't, and we didn't, and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay, I do remember. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that big of a hockey guy, but I do remember that being one of the biggest robberies in any sporting event I've ever seen. Oh, because they, they, there's still a whole other period left. Like oh. to me, I always have the thing. It's like, look, if you, it wasn't like over. It's like, look. It's it's the like if you were the inventors of Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Like if if they were gonna win the Stanley Cup, they would have won the Stanley Cup. 
Like, I truly believe if, like, Dallas-Buffalo, when Dallas won on a goal that shouldn't have counted, they would have won anyway. They were way better. Like, so it's it, for me, it's always the kind of thing, it's like, look, if you weren't going to win, like, if, if you were going to win, you would have won, and you would have done what you had to do to win. But, yes, I hate Tampa. I despise the city of Tampa Bay. It's one of the only cities <laughs> I just will be like, nothing of value there. So, like, the nicest thing they could do on their way out is, like, uh, leave a bomb behind that levels the whole city. <laughs> oh, my God. And the rudest thing they can do is nothing and just let people to continue to live in Tampa as they do now. You, you get a free NBA team for a season, you're going to fucking boo them, you hogs? Like, give me a break, man. Hey, you know, uh, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, Matt, what's <laughs> up? Where, where, where are you at with Tampa? Yeah. I think we'll, we'll cover, you know... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Covered a bomb. A lot. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. also, uh, you know, uh, a hockey uh, finals. When no, was, uh, no bomb. 19. I said a bomb would be an act of kindness. No bomb. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Okay. No bomb. Um, just letting them live their lives, which is rude. Um, right. <laughs> what about you? What's your like? What's your revenge on Tampa? Is there like a player that's gonna like take it? Uh, you know, administer the revenge. Uh, well, this uh, let's start it here. The, the whole team's going to get involved, first of all. The last game happens, and as you know, our championship banner is up there next to the Tampa Bay Lightning's banners, their championship wins, and their players' oh, retirement. Wait. Oh, is that true? Yes. It is true. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's hanging up there. So yeah, the whole fucking team, we're going to meet at center court, and they're going to start getting on top of each other's shoulders with the whole fucking team up to grab our banner down. It's going to pass down to all the players with respect. But then those other fucking banners, those Tampa Bay ones, we're going to steal those. And we're going to stitch those motherfuckers together, and we're going to make a sale. And that's how we're getting back to Canada. And they're going to go right up the fucking East Coast to Gander, Newfoundland. And that why the gander? It's it's a location. Turning into a musical? That's what I'm getting to. This is going to be the next musical. But the the Raptors are using the the Tampa Bay banners as a sale. They're going to go to Gander. They're going to spend their off season there because the hospitality is so damn good. They're going to take them in. <laughs> Everybody gets a Raptor. Uh, Nick Nurse is going to learn the fiddle. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to have this great uh, bonding in the offseason in Gander. And uh, if Tampa Bay wants to come get them, they know where they got to go to the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, This this is a trip. Uh, You you guys, you honestly did a really good job with this question. My my own answer is is way crappier, but I still kind of like it. It's make it so that Aaron Baines, we leave Aaron Baines there. Sorry. (laughs) Um, but he is the mayor of Tampa Bay. Um, and that's a kind of like, you know, I don't know if it's bad or if it's a revenge, but I think it's kind of just like an appropriate, like, you know, he'll exist only in Tampa Bay and then, you know, he can like fix whatever he can or bail on the city. Uh, no, it's, it's bad. Even in Australia, no Australian <laughs> should ever be the head of any state, like municipality, state, uh, like there you go government it's so it is a revenge yeah it's a really bad idea yeah yeah there you go you know i i just want to you know i've invited some chaos on the pod today i want to invite some chaos into tampa bay um okay let's let's do some nba stuff though uh maddie good sir please give me your most delicious nba sting this thing goes out to the top undrafted player in raptors history 
Aaron Bynes. See what I mean, Will? There's a history here. I don't know. He built the Australian anthem into a sting. And it's a long sting. Yeah. Like it takes a while. That is a flat anthem, man. It's uh It's gotta burn because it's Bane's, you know? <laughs> hey Will. Um yeah, no, uh, let's talk about the... Uh, I, oh, hold on. Let me answer question number three for uh, Dylan. Um, okay. uh, how I would uh, punish Tampa would be uh, depriving them of uh, Yuda. Of course. <laughs> yep. yeah. That's I, would bring him, I would bring him back with the team and deprive him of the most dynamic player in NBA history. <laughs> see, what's interesting is he... See, Dylan was kind of making... Not making fun of it, but just saying that people were too excited about Yuda. But that was before we started recording, I believe. Mm-hmm. So now it just seems like I'm being incredibly cruel to a guy <laughs> who I'm sure is perfectly nice and like, whatever, you can fill a roster out with him so far. Uh, so I did want to give that backstory before it just seemed like... Um, you're just picking on Utah and Dylan? No, it's saying yeah. you're just picking on Dylan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not even uh, picking. I'm honoring Dylan. This is yeah. I'm honoring. I'm going to honor Dylan by just getting up and leaving in a few minutes, too. It's the <laughs> Please don't. The ultimate Dylan God tribute. That would be the ultimate Dylan God tribute. But um, I think I just want to let that live in this podcast lore. You know, you drove through the desert once. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make myself laugh, by the way. I just that was just a cough. Sorry, everybody. You should call it. Uh, that's called getting uh, Dylan got. Like you just you just got Dylan got. When you just got Dylan got leaves in the middle of recording the podcast. <laughs> oh, did he agree to something? I bet he's at work. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. No, uh, I've been fascinated. You know, since the Raptors beat Golden State, uh, I've had this feeling for a while um, that we've the, the that the nba has kind of entered this like era of of parody uh for a, a variety of different reasons um you know there's still the stars kind of meeting up but there isn't this like dominant style this kind of you know foregone conclusion that a team is just going to win um i you know bucked pretty hard at the narrative uh you know during the summer that like la had that the lakers uh had this like amazing off season and we're gonna just like destroy the league like I, you know i just didn't see it obviously you know i think they have been unlucky but i also think that their off season wasn't very special um and although they were the deserving champions i didn't really see them as like an obvious favorite to repeat uh, and uh, yeah, in, in my opinion, it's like pretty wide open as far as like, who's going to win the championship this year, including, you know, it still could be the Lakers for sure. But, uh, yeah, my, my question will is kind of like, you know, are you seeing the same parody as me? And do you think, uh, you know, like, when do you think there's going to be a team, not necessarily like golden state, but a team that repeats or a team that's like, oh yeah, this team's in the finals for the next three years. Um, I, I don't know about, um, I mean, I, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll really like I don't know that I actually see a ton of parody like sometimes like last year. It's like Miami made the finals, but like teams get lucky and make the finals all the time unexpectedly. Uh, yep. but, but like it just still this year again, it's like I've got to go back to the thing of like I, I don't think people were. I don't teams weren't excited to put money on the books because they didn't know how like if this was just going to be a huge money pit of a season. Mm-hmm. And it still is like, 
it still is like with a soft cap, you still essentially have a system where the richest teams can still afford to essentially have no cap because they can afford to go way into the luxury. Yeah. And also it still is like, it's like last season, you know, I, I like, what have we got? Uh, it's Detroit, Miami, the Spurs, Chicago, the Lakers, and the Spurs is like, and the Mavs and the Raptors and the Mavs, each one won and the Warriors. But like, those are the teams that have won all the championships for what, the last 30 years, something like that. Like, oh, and the Celtics, obviously, like, mm-hmm. I, I still think it's going, it, it might be a thing where like, you know, we're kind of like surprised, like, oh, this team is doing well. And then we're going to look and be like, oh, right. Historically, they tended to win a lot anyway. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers win again. And it's like Lakers Clippers a lot uh, uh, moving forward. And I guess the Clippers would be like new. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't know. I'm it's just still L.A. Playoffs. Yeah, it, it's still L.A. So it kind and, of yeah. and they've been good for so long uh, that it like doesn't make a difference to me. The closest would be like uh, I. I you know, like I, I think if the closest we get to that is like a surprise team. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Philly is in the finals, like wins a championship and is in the finals like three or four straight seasons as well. Cause they're like good and they have a coach and they're like, you know, Joel Embiid has started washing his hands after he goes to the bathroom. So they're having better <laughs> luck now. <laughs> That's one of the most disgusting things any player has ever, any NBA player has ever said in the history of the game. When he was like, when he said that the Raptors wouldn't have beat them if he just like washed his hands better. Yeah, because that definitely is like a pretty open admission that, you know. He yeah, wasn't. you had shit on your hands and ate the shit. <laughs> oh, is that what got him sick? E. coli, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I agree with so, so much of that. And I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think you, you had a lot of good points about what is parody like in, in the league? And like, you know, the, the, I think the idea of it, you know, is always kind of like larger than like the way it actually plays out. And we also had the thing too, where even when the Lakers were dominating every season, it still was a thing of like, you still weren't sure. Like they didn't mm-hmm. dominate to such a degree that you still didn't think like Sacramento or Portland or whoever were going to be. Right. Cause like, it, it feels a little bit again, like the early two thousands where the West is just like, it's like too good, man. And then whoever comes out of the East is sort of a thing of like, I don't know who gives like, are they going to be even close to good enough? Probably not. Cause like the West is fucked up how, how deep it is. Yeah. And I think like the Philly point too, is like the answer I was also like looking for with this, because I think, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to imagine who could potentially put this together. And I was kind of, this the idea started with uh you know the lakers maybe being in the play in and then you know brooklyn having sort of a super team but they're all or durant and harden are obviously a little bit injured and on the older sides of their career but i think philly does kind of fit this this description i was thinking um you know maybe potentially milwaukee if like drew holiday really works out and they're able to kind of like yeah, go forward, but also Lopez is kind of, you know, seemingly at the end of his career. So, and yeah, in the West, you know, Doncic is the type of guy, it's like, oh, you could, if you know, if you put the right people, but it's like, well, they haven't. So I don't see how that's going to happen. And it feels, the league feels like old right now, kind of. Yes, even, yes. Like, even a guy like Curry, where you still think of like, oh, well, he's still young, but he came into the league when he was like 22 or 23 and 
you know, he'd like had his ankles blown off by landmines or something when he was. Yeah. Like he could be done when he's like 30, just one of those guys who's like done at 34, 35. I I think that's it. And like so much of the, of the, of the contenders, you know, Paul George and and Kawhi, they're not like old, old, but they're also not like young and upcoming. It's like they have to win now. It feels like everybody Um, except Doncic is 30. Every player in the league right now is 30 (laughs) or older, except Doncic who still looks like he's like 17 years old. Yes, totally. And, the, and, and, and if you look at a team like Utah or Phoenix, it's like, well, this would be like Chris Paul's like, you know, one run. And uh, I, I, Utah, you, Conley is is older. And I, I guess Doncic or I mean, um, Mitchell, who knows? But um, yeah, you know, I think that that tracks perfectly because even a team like Portland, who has this kind of like up and coming quality, it's like they're not very young. What? They're um, up and coming in Portland. No, I mean, like, you know, they kind of have this, like, or for me, anyways, the Lord oh. narrative is like, he's like, oh, yeah. every year he gets like a little more, you know, he's fighting for like a little more respect or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's like, he's just, he's not like, he's not like, yeah, Doncic is, is, is very young and the rest of the league does feel kind of older or not in a place where they can win right now. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah. Li- I mean, Lillard is 30 now too. Jesus Christ. Fucking God. Yeah. It just feels like, I mean, I just looking, I'm like, God, he's like, it's just a weird thing where I look back and I'm like, it just feels like there haven't been a ton of like new stars in a long time. Well, and I think part part of that is LeBron and and Golden State kind of just, they won during all these, you know, these would be the Drexlers and the Barclays or, you know, it also is so weird. Like you look at the fact that the Nets have uh, Harden and Durant and Kyrie and everybody's kind of like, eh, I don't know who cares. Like, it's just like you just don't really care about them very much. Yeah. It's like because it it feels like the bottom of the barrel of like super team building, like just like a thing where the guys just like force their way there, but they don't really have chemistry. And it they played like, seven games together. Are they and like are, are are they even friends? Like were Durant and Harden? Did they like stay friends after he left? Like it just seems like three guys thrown together, and it's just kind of like okay, they have these three great guys on the team, and like. Steve Nash kind of trying to hold it together, but like, yeah, they're all, they, I think two of those guys are 30 and it's just like, all right. I just, I, I don't know it. it look, if it, and it's a thing too, where if Murray uh, hadn't gotten hurt, it might be a thing where I'd be like, well, I, th- I, I figured Denver might win the championship just because they seemed like they had like the sturdiest legs just because they were young. Like, and they had, they have that kind of up and the Denver. Well, yeah, that, that would have been a good answer to this question. It's like, they do have this. Yeah. But potentially anyways, like if you believe Doncic is going to continue to get better and you mean, and, uh, Jokic. Oh, uh, Jokic. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's go to this, uh, next one. And it's just kind of like an accomplishment question. Um, maybe you don't care. Uh, maybe you do. Uh, but Mello has made his way to top, uh, top 10 in all time scoring. Oh, and- oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> I thought, I thought in the breakdown for the email, I thought you meant this season. And I was looking at that question and I was and like frantically like- Googling because I was like, how is this possible? Like, <laughs> how have I, oh, how no. have I missed this? Like, I'm not, this isn't the first time I've talked about basketball all year. Like, how did I possibly miss him being in top 10 scoring? But I see it's all time. Okay. You're like I haven't been paying attention, but I guess I was really not paying attention because because yes. Carmelo Anthony is the is the lead scorer. Um, no, yeah, uh, Melo got you know very slowly uh, into the uh, top ten all time scoring, and uh, Russell Westbrook passed uh, Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles. 
you know, it was kind of a nice moment for both of them. And I think, yeah, I thought of this question because they're both in the category of player that I think um, if you expect like greatness to come with like tons of, you know, winning all of the time, you might be disappointed in them, but I think there's also people who can appreciate them as like kind of unique players. Um, yeah. So, so where, you know, what, what accomplishment do you think is greater or, you know, do you think they are great accomplishments? I mean, those are, Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you can't, you can't just do that if you decide to like, like, you know, people rip on Westbrook, but obviously it's like, if other players could have done that, they would like a guy who tries to, play like a guy who is without care for anything but his own stats you get ricky davis like russell westbrook still had like something special but they are both guys like two of the biggest like since i've been watching basketball they're two of like the all-time biggest like not even like what ifs but like kind of a thing of like why that like how did it end up how, how did they end up here like uh, yeah, Mel- like, no, like Mel- non-winners or something. Yeah, there was the one season where people thought Denver had a good shot at beating the, like, uh, Gasol, Kobe, uh, I think Odom, Lakers. and then they, I was uh, one of those people. And, dude, yeah, it was, it was so close. And then, yeah, Melo just kind of, like, just seems like he stopped caring. And, like, Westbrook is, like, uh, the guy just won't, either won't or can't or whatever it is, like, can't ch- change to adapt to play better. And it does feel like two guys where it's just like, you know, you'll look at the top 10 and you'll be like, okay, they just don't, but they just, I, I like they had such an impact during their peak in my mind, but now that yeah. time moved on, all that shit seems so insignificant to me to be like, well, Melo was the best player on a team that almost beat the Lakers to go to the finals. It's just like, well, I don't know who, like at this point I'm like, well, Kyle Lowry is now like, weirdly a more like memorable impactful guy over like a chunk of like the like i don't know six or seven years i guess Mello was already kind of out of it but like that's mm-hmm. a guy people are going to remember more for being a short guy with a fat ass who went from like the number <laughs> one guy you associate with choking to like the heart and soul of uh the most surprising championship team since the mavericks yeah and, yeah, and, and i, I, I I think it's kind of cool cool to think about an accomplishment. accomplishment. Marcel Dion, that's who those guys are. I was trying to remember there's an NHL player who's in the hall of fame and he has tons and tons of points, but like people regard him as a guy where he was always like the best player on, it was like the red wings and the Kings while they were bad. And he's just like a guy like it's like tons of points and no significant games that people really remember. And to me, it kind of seems like these, this is their award. Like this is their, you know, like why they played the game. Like Russell kind of did his own thing. Mello kind of did his own thing and it didn't result in winning a championship. It resulted in them like kind of having this specific tier. And I think, you know, you bring up Kyle is a really good point. Like, cause I, he's the type of guy that won't have any of the gaudy numbers, but kind of like carved his way into the winning narrative uh, of the NBA. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's kind of like these two guys almost help spur the like competition of the NBA. It's like, they were, they were, it's almost like they were famous foils 
Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I, I, you know, I think with Mello, he really will go down like that because he just can't escape getting drafted at the same time as LeBron and also being a really, really good player. And just, I mean, incredible. You know, he, there was like the period of time where it's like, if you needed somebody to get a bucket, you would have gone with Mello over LeBron, like to get it. Yeah. Not, like if you were just like, I need someone, the ball's in his hands and he must score. He cannot pass. Like he was, he was like the pre Durant where it was like the one guy where like, he just puts points up, like absolutely no one else. And he can shoot over anyone. Yeah. Just like, was like a, like kind of like with his own will. And, you know, he had a little bit of that kind of Kobe fade away, just like, even if you're draped in like multiple defenders type of thing. Um, and, and I think, bringing in durant is a really good point too because is it my do i have the echo i can unplug my i just saw i can unplug but just leave this in what is it what am i going to be unprofessional during i'm going to ruin the professionalism (laughs) of this episode (laughs) i think i fixed it i think i fixed it uh all right um yeah i just for whatever reason i end up creating a lot of uh echoes and it always helps to just like restart it um you can feel free to honestly cut that out if you want but a little behind the scenes magic uh A thing I loved about Melo was he never was like ripped. You know, it's like you got to love a player where you're like, uh, you're like the guy just does, like you're like, I bet the guy's on like the stationary bike for like 25 minutes a day. And that's like it because he's not he's not ripped. He doesn't have like big muscles. He just looks like uh, he looks like a guy who who walks a fair amount every day. Yeah. Well, and that era of the NBA, too, it's like there's no think about him like, you know, our like like Pascal is like roughly like the same size, but it's like he's he's kind of like the the way the NBA looks now. And Mello was like of that. He was a three too, right? He's like yeah. a huge three, um, you know, who'd play the four sometimes and kind of post up, but like that wasn't really oh. how he played. You know? you know what? You know what Mello will have over Westbrook is um, Mello will always have like national team mellow like there's yeah, like hoodie mellow olympic mellow well, and like and yeah like the olympic mellow of like like spot up shooter like a thing where he, he you put him on a team with guys he respected that much like guys like kobe and he like did the stuff he should have been doing if he really truly wanted to not i hate wanted to win if he truly was like committed to winning the things he would have had to learn to do in the league, he like did that on the na- on those national teams he played on. Where like he played defense, he was like a big guy. He was in the way. He like set screens. He did like planted himself and was a spot up shooter. He was like very in- integral to those teams winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would come back in the season after the national team. People would be like, why can't he do that stuff in the regular season? But there's no like there there's no time where you can point to of like, well, look what Westbrook was capable of like in this different situation. It's like Westbrook has and will seemingly always be this version of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, which is like extremely competitive, but not efficient and kind of taking up a bit too much space, but also really fun. Like, you know, he was able to be the guy, you know, beside the guy who was an MVP in in OKC with Durant. But yeah, I think like, you know, by the time Russell got his MVP, it's like, that's the player he was. Yeah. He's this triple-double guy. And it's kind of like, that's how it's going to go. The Rockets was weird. He's also going to um, be first now is like one of the guys people talk about is like a bad MVP. Because the narrative's already changed to where people are like, oh, it shouldn't have been him. That was a bad vote. 
Like, yes. and now because of that, it becomes a thing where people will be like, he sucked that year. It's like, no, he, he willed an awful team. That was the one season he did have where it was like, well, he dragged that team into the playoffs. And he was him, awesome. Him stealing rebounds was like his payment in return for like dragging that team into the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Was, it was then getting to go out and like jump over guys and take rebounds from them. But like after some- that, it just wasn't the same guy. I was going to say, give me some rebounds, Steve Adams. I made you rich. You know, yeah. like he probably said that a couple times. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's finish this baby off with some quickish questions. Uh, Matty, good sir. Please give me that quickish. Wait, questions. hold on, Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah, hold on. What uh, what do you what do you what do you think about? Look. Oh, now you're making me look bad. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? The guy's on screen. He's running. The, he <laughs> fucking types out the little ticker every show, <laughs> and you're gonna you're just gonna breeze right on by. Yeah, him. yeah you know what? Uh, please, Matt. I'm so, now. I just look bad. Oh, it's okay, Fred. I'll try and keep it brief. Um, I oh, appreciate. <laughs> I do appreciate uh, Mr. Westbrook. A lot more now, especially like on the last episode, Alan Shane Lewis just talked about how the skill of reading a rebound and where a ball's going to bounce and, you know, like it, there's a real skill to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, he, you know, him being able to master that in a way where he's constantly getting triple doubles with it is pretty amazing. And um, yeah, I just think that that uh mellow i mean i don't know it's like a longevity game it's like you know i I think lenny wilkins you know you play you coach long enough you're gonna get the most wins and you're gonna get the most losses (laughs) but a triple double like you can't just like that that's uh that's a, a skill that that will diminish over time so i think it I feel like it requires a lot more effort but there's also the thing that like didn't his his teammates say like they kind of let him like they could get the rebounds all the time, but they like let Russ get it because he's Mr. Triple Double kind of thing. Does that kind of sour it a little bit? I'm sure I'm sure teammates did say that, but yeah, they're yeah. Also, you don't want to get like your teeth knocked out by like his knee. <laughs> he's flying in. Like it's yeah. like, well, we let him get the rebound because I don't feel like having to undergo concussion protocols tonight when he yeah. bashed me in the skull with an elbow. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, we we let him get a rebound and we made sure we hit the shot when he passes because yeah. the guy chugs flubber every night <laughs> yeah. and he's insane. Like, so yeah. we we let the, you know. We let Carl Malone really dominate the post because I didn't feel like having my ribs <laughs> broken by the world's most powerful elbows. Yeah, those, <laughs> it is nice. I will say Nasty I, do, elbows. I do think it's nice that uh, people are going to be able to look back on like the second arc of Melo's career as like because like it sucked the way he went out of the league the first time. Where it did suck. It was a yeah. narrative of like this guy stinks. Uh, but now that he's back and like contributing to a like fun, interesting team and also franchise. And like, uh, you know, he's like one of those classic, classic four, fourth or fifth uh, starters where like field goal percentage, 42%, three point percentage, 40%. And you see that and you're immediately like, Oh, I know what kind of guy this shooter is or what kind of shooter this guy is. And like, he's not hurting this team with his shooting anymore. And so it's like, it's going to be good that that's in there too. Cause there's just so many guys that like, you know, the end of like Shaq and so many like big men and other Hall of Famers where you're just like, God, like thinking about Shaq on like the Celtics and you're like, God, that sucked. Like that was, that's just like the worst shit to watch him going from oh, team yeah. to team and just like just having a miserable time in the game. 
Mm-hmm. No, the, the aging superstar is always kind of like a tumultuous type of end. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a good point because I think Mello went away and there was this kind of, kind of competing narrative of like analytics people being like, he's washed, he's totally done. He's like, couldn't even do anything on any team. Um, and then NBA players being like, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, for him to it not to work out well in OKC and not to work out work out even worse in in, in the Rockets, and then to kind of come back and buy in and not have that type of Allen Iverson end to his career is nice because oh God, Allen yeah. Iverson, Iverson with the Pistons man no knees oh, like horrible. you know and then even Memphis he you know he, he, he it's just like he signed with Memphis and then I remember like five days later he's like i'm not starting so i'm not gonna play yeah and it was just kind of like man you're still so good this is just too bad yeah there are guys like like i mean duncan was never always had like things to contribute but like tim that the the only way that doesn't bum me out is like a tim duncan situation or when you're like on a team or you go back to the team who you like are were like famous for being on and you go back and then it's like then i'm fine with you having like a couple twilight seasons like did pippen had like a season dirk right yeah yeah dirk was the same thing like dirk wasn't like he should probably should not have been playing that like for sure should not have been playing as much as he did and like the games where they were just trying to get him another bucket but like Mm -hmm. that was like fun because it still meant something because of what he meant to the team but yeah like you know, Iverson on the Pistons, you're just like, this really sucks, man. Like, this is not fun. Or uh, Weber was another guy who I think, was he also on the Pistons or was he on the Sixers? Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like he... At the the end, one-legged Chris Weber also, you'd watch him and you're just like, like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, if if it's going to be this bad, just like ride the bench. The way like Mitch Richmond won a championship playing four minutes total for the Lakers. Great. I love it. Just like a guy who'll be like, give me the couch or give me the change under your couch cushions and I'll, I'll, I'll ride the bench so you can fill out your roster and hopefully like end up with a championship ring. I'm fine with that. But when guy like, and Gasol is entering a bit of a thing too now where it's like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know what you really, how much you have to contribute here anymore, sir. Yeah, uh, I, I I totally agree, and 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 just uh, looking at Weber, I was I was curious. So he played uh, for for kind of like in his twilight years, like Philly, uh, but Detroit was the last season that seemed to be like meaningful. And then his last year, uh, yeah, he just played uh, nine games with Golden State. Maybe that was just signing so he could retire there or something. Remember, yeah, it was like that era of GM where like a guy, his knee would like explode and the G- some GMs were still so stupid back then or so like, like just didn't believe in medical science that they'd be like, yeah, he's 38 and we watched his kneecap fall off, but I think he might get it back. So I'm going to trade a first round pick for this enormous contract that lasts six more years. Uh, it, 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 and oh, I forgot to say too, going back, look, I'm just trying to fill out some time because Dylan left. <laughs> No, we're good. We're good. I love it. Uh, you know, I don't want to. You guys end up with like a thirty. Whittle is like this is the most cerebral pod. Remember going in and out. I love it. Uh, yes, cerebral. This is just what happens when I don't. I take Ritalin every day, and this is what happens when I don't take it. Um, <laughs> uh, but oh, but going back to the parody thing, I also believe that like there will always be incompetent owners and enough incompetent GMs for there to be. Um, yeah, totally. Like, for there to be dynasties. Because, uh, like, they're just, like, guys who are too willing to give, either give shit away or, like, 
do like take on dumb shit like that uh that trade uh the norman powell gary trent trade that mm-hmm. one i remember seeing that and being like oh this is what every trade would look like if every gm in the league were good it would be a tr- trade where you can look at and be like i think every both teams can argue they got this was like a 10 to 15 percent better than their situation previously but like they're just enough guys who are going to be like like i gotta get in on that like you know, it's like Steph Curry will be on the court in a wheelchair and some GM will be like, yeah, but did you see him hitting half courts uh, during warmups and we'll trade like the number three pick four years down the, the road for him. So like I, I th- that's my number one thing, why there will always be it's like MLB. There's just always either going to be owners who are so cheap or so incompetent that like enough dumb shit will happen to allow dynasties to crop up. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it happens over and over in the NBA with, like, you know, uh, Brooklyn Prokhorov giving all those picks to, like, Ainge, you know. and So funny. So It's so funny that, like, hilarious. All, the, like all those picks, all the picks the Celtics have had. And it's like, yeah, they've got, like, a few really, like, two really great players they got out of that. But, like, the year they had five picks, what, what did all, the, all those guys were out within one or two seasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, mean, you, like picks are picks alone aren't gonna save you. So yeah. you you better have a plan for that that player and their development and how you're gonna sign them, et cetera. Like, yeah, not everybody's gonna turn into a Yuda man, as Dylan would say. I know, They're not all Yudas. <laughs> you, you can't be. You can't be the cho- there's no chosen ones. It's the I chosen will say, one. I, I will say, I do think it was uh, in poor taste that he like had his the tattoo of his newborn child he had that tattooed over with yuda's face yeah that that was pushing it i agree i think it was rude and in poor taste and it also (laughs) seemed painful because his child is like really young so the Mm -hmm. tattoo must have still been really fresh yeah and and also like i don't know i think he was talking about like tattooing his child which i think i don't know i don't i think that's illegal probably right um, I think you can get a waiver as long as you get a waiver from the tattoo artist. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, tattoo artists yeah. are pretty chill. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, let's uh, do some quickish questions here. Oh, I should I should have made a joke that if you uh, you can do it if you go to uh, Hawaii because Hawaii used to be and in the seventies Hawaii was one of like two or three states where guys would take uh, their child brides because the age to marry someone was extreme. Oh my god! Low with like parental consent or something oh, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like up until I think like the uh, up until like the 80s or so when finally all the states were like, no, 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 no more. No more child brides, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's good, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. OK, Maddie, hit me with some quickish questions. Please give me that quickish questions. Sting. I, um, I, I just, oh What's my up? god, wow, I was just gonna say I've grown so much as a guest. I think because I resisted the urge <laughs> after we were talking about child brides to say that. Uh, well, obviously, but obviously, uh, uh, Matt as a libertarian opposes all age of consent laws. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt's a big libertarian. You know yeah. him and his snowblower. He like, yeah, yeah. If people true. encroach on his property and all yeah. that, his two dogs, <laughs> Ayn and Rand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, well, and he, he gets he gets so mad if you call them in the wrong order. Totally, and it's yeah, like yeah. Bitcoin this and you know crypto love that. Yeah, that's so, good. Uh, 
you know a lot about libertarians, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know that you, you go. It's just not. I will say it's not. I, I do realize it's like there's some things I did not come to understand the way I do until I moved to the United States, and like you just don't know about libertarianism in Canada the same way because like all the problems it has as a country, it does overwhelmingly recognize how unbelievably stupid libertarianism is and how most libertarians either uh libertarianism mostly stems out of a desire to uh either uh not let black people go to your store or business or uh marry a child those are like the two central tenets that libertarianism spins out of <laughs> right like it yeah. just like, like like uh is is intertwined with uh, suppression yeah because well, yeah. bigotry but, yeah. Or I mean, like, you know, it's 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 nice to say, oh, I, you know, I, I want to be responsible for all my own stuff, but I also need an existing government to model that off of. Yeah, well, you just Which it's, is, it's like kind of that's fun. You'd just be a normal conservative if you wanted the normal, horrible things that conservatives want. But because you also want like depraved shit, you have to be like no state other than a military at all. Mm. <laughs> and, but yeah. then you get to be like, oh, but it's about freedom. Don't worry. I'm just really into freedom. <laughs> people hide behind the freedom god damn it freedom anytime somebody man any commercial with freedom or liberty in it i'm like that is a bad product that they're advertising right now <laughs> i'll go one further family yeah oh yeah family if it's um, like oh for my family it's like you're about to kill somebody <laughs> um okay let's uh, let's do this so um Quickish questions uh i'm gonna get through them as quick as i can you have to answer as quickly as you can oh dear I don't yeah, remember you know. if you've actually started cracking down on this yet or not. I recall in the past, you'd be like, time for quickest, qu- qu- quickest <laughs> questions. And then people would spend like 10 minutes kind of like bumbling around. <laughs> in the- it's, 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 it's cracked down a little bit, but listen, I have too much ADD to like successfully crack down. I have to be like, That's why you, people. Should have mad, you should mad have mad in with like the hot sting to like get people. Matt, you hear that? Matt, I mean, look, this is the most obvious one in the uh, of all. Quickest <laughs> questions, and if they take more than a second or two to start mm. to answer, yeah, you give them the... Uh, he doesn't uh, want to do it. What, what was that? Told me time and time again. <laughs> is, that family, is that family feud? <laughs> yeah, it's the family feud button. I was, was going to say you'd do uh, when the sh- a shot clock violation sound, the more like natural. <laughs> oh, yeah. One. But to be fair, Family Feud is a classic and we'll love it forever. <laughs> yeah, a, I actually thought that was like a basketball sound. Although Family Feud, I got to say, they're like getting a little lazy with getting the like like provocative answers out of contestants. Like in the old days, it was genuinely surprising when someone would say something dirty. But now it'll be like, the, the like we pulled 100 people. What's something you cram in your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dick. And then Steve Harvey will be like, yeah. Like, well, what what were you, what were you going for? Like, what did you expect to happen here? Listen, but uh, when Steve Harvey pulls a face, yeah, what else do you want? That's good shit. Orifices you shove a long metal pole into, and then they're like a dick hole, and he like puts his hand down on the podium and like shakes his head. Okay, that that probably is entering into like maybe we should cut that. No, 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 just because I think if you were accidentally listening to his podcast, you'd be like. Uh, no, look, I think shoving long metal rods into dick holes, like, that's my funniest. That's, that's, that's been my go-to hilarious, like, sexual depravity reference for, like, years now. Okay, fair enough. Keep it strong. 
it's like a real thing. I had an ex who used to show me videos of it because she thought it was funny. And it it like genuinely will set your teeth on edge until they like chatter out of your mouth. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to think about it. That's like to me, you know, that's in the territory of like uh, Russian climbing videos where they, you see people climb on cranes that are already on buildings. Oh, yeah. And, no. and do chin ups and stuff. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I actually start to sweat. Yeah, I, I yeah, I almost had a heart attack during the most recent Mission Impossible movie. Like watching that in IMAX, I was like, I'm dying in my chair right I now. I would, yeah. And I know he's alive. Like I've seen him in interviews post, but like even still. <laughs> but you also know he does his own stunts. Okay, Matty, let's uh let's do some quickish questions. Will uh, Matt of a metal rod in his <laughs> uh, Matt Matt, hit that music. <laughs> Will. <laughs> if the shot is the most iconic raptor moment, what is the second most iconic raptor moment and why? Uh, Kyle Lowry uh, uh, shooting like 500 threes after he went like one for 22 in one of the playoff games. Matt. It reflects because it reflects the two eras of yeah. what it's been to be a fan perfectly. Honestly. Totally. Yeah. Matt, how long will the standing ovation be when the team gets to play its first game back at home? How long will the standing ovation be? Uh, I, I think a casual six minutes. Ooh. Matt with a classic lightning round stall there. <laughs> oh, I know. He repeats the question? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I've done this game the most. Classic. <laughs> Will, who's in the finals? Who's in the finals? <laughs> finals will contain who? You know, when I think of the finals and who's going to be in it, uh, I'm going to say the finals are going to be the Sixers and the Jazz. Love it. And wow. Yeah. Thanks for calling Matt out. Appreciate wow. it. Guys are healthy. Guys are healthy. They've stayed healthy. Matt, mm-hmm. if you were a top high school recruit, yes. would you go to the G League International, uh, the international pro route, or college? Um, if you go international, what team? To scout? To play. To play. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um... I'm going to go, I'm going to play in the G League for sure. Damn right. Uh, well, wow, that was like the rare time, the like real true Freddy with like the darkness in your heart that you suppressed slipped out when you were like, you play, you idiot. It was like the rare, yeah. we got a little <laughs> sneak peek into the real, the real Freddy. Hey man, he's your mentor. The, the he demon's knows. there. You, you don't want to see him, you know? Also, I forgot to say earlier, I think it's funny that Matt calls you Fred because it's like when someone knows, like if somebody who knows Dan Aykroyd will call him Danny. But, like, if somebody goes by a nickname and somebody knows them really well, they'll, like, call them by, like, a more official name. So, like, <laughs> as a Freddy, someone who knows you that well must call you Fred to denote how close they are to you. I I, I get that. You know, I get some people, some close people around me drop Freds. Yeah, it's um, a real thing. Okay, let's, uh, let's keep <laughs> rocking here. Will, Jesus Shuttlesworth versus Calvin from Like Mike. Oh, um, uh, 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 I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jesus uh, Shuttleworth because he'd lost his virginity, so he didn't have that kind of stress in his life. Rock on! Yeah, hell yeah, dude, hell yeah, <laughs> Matt. Yeah, quickly. Okay, what would you say at a roast for Steve Ballmer? Please don't hold back. Adam. <laughs> don't repeat the question. <laughs> you know it. Um. Oh, like Will. This should be for Will. Will would say something good. He's, uh, he's a, a stand-up. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is like an unfair question to throw out <laughs> in like a light. Matt round. talks about Steve Ballmer like once an episode. I, I just get, well, I recently I just got excited by uh, those those idiots uh, dancing around now that Bill Gates is divorced or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm the wrong guy to ask for that. I don't want to upset the billionaire. I, hey, uh, hey, hey, Steve. Uh, how is it? Uh, how is it possible that uh, you're not the one of the Microsoft guys uh, that was associated with one of the most horrific pedophiles in modern history, and yet I still somehow like you less than the other guy? Oh my God! That's See, a pretty good. Roast. That is a fucking Will Rose. That's a pretty good roast. I mean, uh, look, if you guys want to follow this episode up with like a Patreon uh, Epstein episode, oh. hang around and we. Can oh yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, pe- people will definitely like. I got a yeah, I got a I got a lot. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get a big bump from that uh, that uh, Epstein content. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> people love it. They no, I'm I'm serious. Um, uh, okay, uh, Will, uh, yeah. we when you take off your warm up hoodie before a game and your shirt slash jersey bunches up, uh-huh. showing your tummy and chest to the opposing team, is that a power play or not? Uh, absolutely a power play, especially if you're like uh, a little bit doughy. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like what? Agreed. <laughs> uh, hey, sometimes I disagree. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> Maddie, do you th- do you think yes. FBV's genius plan to just assimilate into the coaching staff will be <laughs> copied around the league by other players with coaching aspirations? Should equipment managers be more vigilant? So it comes down to should the equipment managers be more vigilant or is this a two-parter? Um, yeah, I think that uh, you're going to see players asserting themselves more and uh, it, Zion is going to take over the Pelicans. Watch out. Okay. Uh, well, I will say that was a long... Okay, look. I've, Jesus, you know, he's on I've me. <laughs> no, I've, no, no. I defended you in the roast one. The roast one was very reasonable to be like, you're going to ask me to write a roast on the spot? But the flip side of that is you took way too long to answer a yes or no question. Fair. Fair. Will. <laughs> okay, All right, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to... Okay, yeah. Okay, man. Time filled out. We're rocking. Uh, under the uh, yeah, who's under the radar uh, free agent uh, for the Raps this season? Uh, one of their free agents, or just in general, a free agent? Uh, I think um, let's just say someone in general. Okay, can you do Matt? And I you, look, this is another question. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, hold on, do do Matt, and I'm going to give you the first one I see that I can think of. The the first one that strikes me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt. Yeah. Oh, well, you you know you probably don't know this player. Great. Because uh, you're you're a bit uh, he's a bit old for your time. Fine. Um, but uh, his name is. Uh, well, here's a question. Just so just wing it. Jesus. Uh, what is Tractor Trailer's stat line playing in today's NBA? So Tractor Trailer was like a furious dunker who was like on the bigger side. Um, it was very much like old school roughhouse NBA. Okay, was he like eighties, nineties? No, he was. Uh, he was like nineties, two thousands. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What would his stat line be? Yep. If he's Duncan, um, you know, I don't know, ten and four. <laughs> That's probably pretty good for him. Yeah, ten and four. Um, 
Okay, well, what's up? You got any traded, free uh, traded for Dirk Nowitzki, Robert the Tractor Trailer. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Doug McDermott because uh, because uh, it's look. I looked. I didn't want to give you like a big. I'm not what, uh, like oh Lonzo Ball or Chris Ball. I think Doug McDermott because like our shooting is just so streaky, and I also don't know if his shooting is consistent or streaky. But this is based on the assumption that his shooting is like fairly consistent because like. You know, uh, we got rid of uh, Matt. Uh, what's his face? Thomas. So like, yeah, we need another we need another one of those guys to just like come off the bench and like uh, make some threes. Yeah, and you know he's got the size and he's also hung around the league. Like he was one of those guys who was like, oh, this is another Jimmer for debt. But you know he's he's a bit he's bigger and he's kind of like you know he's played on a bunch of rosters and like is a low level starter he's been valuable enough to yeah uh okay it's been a pod but we made it to the end of it this is the end uh what a roller coaster it was a a a wild time i hope dylan's safe uh stop it I hope Utah uh, is 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 hearing all the praise that Dylan's been getting via Will. Um, Will, I mean, you know what's up? Where can people check you out? Hit us with some good stuff. You're 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 putting out all sorts of good content. You know that's not that's not true. But I have I do. Uh, uh, I'm I think at the end of the month or like soon. Maybe you can let me check and see if you do, do Matt's plugs. From my <laughs> my plugs. See, you know, you know, Will is he's looking out for you a little bit. Like, uh, Matt, what's up? You got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know when it'll air, but check out the uh, season finale of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> You'll see me briefly at the end of it. Um, uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. I don't know. I'm on hold for a commercial, so uh, I'll keep hey, you posted. That's more than me, buddy. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, I don't know when it goes on presale. Maybe it is now. Uh, but I'm in this movie uh, called Too Late that is out June 25th. It's like an independent horror comedy. <laughs> I'm looking at iTunes. I'm, I am the third lead, but I'm somehow not listed uh, uh, in the credits under the actors. But uh, also neither is the second lead. So now I don't feel as bad about it. But uh, uh, yeah, nice. it's, it's called Too Late. June 25th. I think I have one percentage point of all the profits. So even if nice. you just it, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's uh, 39 big cents in my pocket, baby. Whoa. <laughs> and I think it's getting a very limited theatrical release. So I'm going to say play it safe and probably just rent it on Amazon or something. I'll or buy it. Get out of it. Yeah, or or just yeah I'll buy it. Cheap, don't be a cheap hog and, uh, and buy it, you know? Yeah, I won't be a Tampa Bay um, person and I'll just buy it. That city, man. But man, anytime. Who's who? Who's oh, I can't remember the name of the coach at the Tampa Bay. Oh, John Tortorella, man. Anytime he's having a bad day, it just brings a smile to my face. I hate. That oh guy yeah. So when when Tort's got a red face, it's nice. The free oh, agent yeah. again. Good. Um, I hope he. Uh, <laughs> I hope he. I don't know. <laughs> signs with the team, and the team bus drives off a cliff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I guess the uh, easier way so the whole team doesn't die. I, I'll say I hope he fucking rolls his SUV or something. Oh my god! Okay, uh, you know, on that note, this this is a wild time. Will, thank you, uh, Matt. Thank you, okay. Matt. If you feel like we're good to go, please just give me the words. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 